because he was also driving a car so shitty that he had to ask people to help him push start it at the end of the day so he could go <laughs> home. You don't get to ask for a push start and Donnie Yannett. Van Dan did all of this? <laughs> He's so naughty. Oh, my God. He could be half as cute, and I would have been in love with him at, like, 20. But, like, oh, my God. Yes. He's basically an abusive Joe Dirt. What the He's fuck? He's perfect. <laughs> there are good movies, and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here, because this is shitty cinema. He broke my leg. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. I can't. I'm Googling something right now. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? Strap in and strap on. It's January, baby. The sexiest man in the industry. He can kick. He can act. He can split. He can dump it, split it. You know, he will not stop, <laughs> but he will get it, get it for you. Jean-Claude Van Damme, our damn man. Uh, last week, Jay brought assassination games with Mr. Scott Adkins and Jean-Claude Van Damme. This week, Dave... I'm just going to let you explain what the fuck happened. What do you think? <laughs> Look, we have been doing this for quite a while now. That means we've gone through all of the obvious answers. We're getting kind of deep in the IMDb page, looking deep. for fresh meat in the Van Damme-uary month. Meat. So I went very way back in Van Damme's catalog, all the way back to 1985, so pre-Bloodsport days when he was still a virtual unknown. In fact, <laughs> I'm not sure they even spelled his name correctly in this. Aww. So, from 1985, we watched No Retreat, No Surrender. No Retreat, No, no Surrender. surrender. <laughs> they did not <laughs> let us. Uh, they Superman fought us, like, five times oh, yeah. in this movie. It they see over. it at the end of each act. Dave, before we go too far, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this film in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Dave, like any rebellious 80s teenager, instead of power washing your windows... You're sitting around in a lawn chair, stuffing your face full of ho-hos. In the 10 seconds before your dad comes out and reams you a new asshole, sell us on this movie. Oweeaboo makes a Dante's Karate Ferno about how Bruce Lee came back from the grave to help him beat up high schoolers. Five seconds. <laughs> yeah. I hate how correct that is. I feel like this was... A shitty movie, but would have made a decent anime when you describe it like that. <laughs> All right, Casey, I have successfully dodged my punishment for, you know, my, my fat assery on the front lawn, which really I shouldn't have. It's a well-established practice at this point. Not everybody in the neighborhood needs to be seeing that. Anyways, so you are actually walking up the street at this point. I saw you coming and have decided we're going to play a little pranksy. Um, so you've got about 10 seconds before you're going to get blasted point blank with the power washer, which is <laughs> actually assault, I think, depending on where you that thing's dialed into. You better hope fucking kill me the first time. <laughs> In the 10 seconds before you get blasted, sell us on this movie. 
Some Scott Bale looking motherfucker watches his dad get beat up by my daddy, takes it out on other kids, including girls, and we're supposed to fucking cheer when he wins? Eight seconds. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I hated him. I hated everything <laughs> in this movie that wasn't Van Damme. Spoiler. Van Damme is the villain? Is he? I don't think so. I think he's employee of the fucking year. If we're going to settle this dispute, we need to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. No Retreat, No Surrender opens with a karate dojo that a crime syndicate is trying to take over. It's a very lucrative business. Yeah, yeah. Classic mob is taking over all the karate studios in the country plot. You know. When they arrive at a dojo in L.A. and the owners decline the mob's very polite offer, the mob uses their enforcer, the Russian, to teach him a lesson. Van Damme, who is the Russian, easily white Russian. beats him and snaps his leg like a dried twig. I love white Russian. Yes. Time out. He is I wish in he an all-white tuxedo, yeah. including white fucking patent leather shoes. And he's got a red tie and a red pocket square. Oh, my God. It's a look. It really did it look is. like the gangsters showed up for a period film and then had to suddenly kind of <laughs> modern it up a bit. I oh loved it. Oh, my God. I was it, in for it. It's fucking toit. Right. Plus, well, I, Van Damme is just mugging the whole time. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope you were in for it. I hope you got your fill because we're not going to see Van Damme again until the end of the film. Yeah, an hour 21. An hour 21 when he shows back up again. (laughs) Casey Casey kept checking the fucking timing on the movie and yelling at me. 45 minutes! Escalating so hard where I'm just like, where the fuck is he? (laughs) Seriously, it was kind of scary. Instead, No Retreat, No Surrender is going to tell us a story about Jason. Jason is. Who the the fuck? I'm going to tell you, chill. Jason is the child of the snapped dry twig leg dojo man earlier. And he's obsessed with Bruce Lee to like a really weird degree. And after moving to Seattle, he immediately makes a hip friend and an irredeemable enemy. As you do when moving cross country. But hold on. Wait, they just they just set up an entire plot about the mob taking over martial arts dojos. And I don't even care why they're doing it like that's fine that that works i guess like why immediately abandon that for for this other stuff we're not abandoning it we're setting it on the windowsill to cool while we get a couple (laughs) more buns in the oven oh that's what we're doing okay no retreat no surrenders fixing up a seven course meal for you here buddy is it is that what it is get comfortable yeah Anyway, they do all that so that Jason's irredeemable enemy can entice an entire dojo's worth of people that he's actually a member of that they should all beat up and humiliate Jason. Again. And it works. uh, Yeah, as you do when a new person moves to your town. The first person you know that says, hey, he's kind of a dick. You all beat them up together. (sighs) Whatever. We needed an excuse. or We needed Jason to get the shit kicked out of him so he would have an excuse to go to the grave of Bruce Lee and, like... Cry summon his ghost to train him. Usually you have to do a sigil, which involves come. Oh. I'm glad they didn't do that. I wish they would have been brave enough to show it. (laughs) (laughs) Still wouldn't be the most offensive thing we've done to Bruce Lee (laughs) post-mortem. No. Not just train him, but train him in an unoccupied house that Jason is squatting in but not living in. 
I mean, it's the 80s in, I'm assuming, a suburb of Seattle and not Seattle proper. So, like, you know, better some kid doing karate than, well, some crackhead yeah, but- doing karate. <laughs> okay. The sequence in the garage where he's tying a foot to the ceiling and Bruce Lee's ghost is trying to teach him how to do a backflip that he cannot do at all. Yes. That was absolutely a crackhead yeah, doing no. karate scene. Yeah, it was. I That was the only part of the training montage I enjoyed because I'm like, wow, he's really not going to do it. He's just going to eat shit every time. Yeah. I love this. Bruce Lee is a you terrible know I like teacher. He was never yeah. going to do this. He can only injure himself here. After his dad destroyed the majority of uh, Jason's Bruce Lee memorabilia, he takes it to this house, this unoccupied house, and sets up baby's first 36 chambers of Shaolin. He doesn't just destroy his Bruce Lee memorabilia. He fucks up his uh, Chinese Kung Fu training dummy. Yeah, the wooden doll. The wooden doll in 1985 Seattle. How Ill, I, that was a specialty item, man. How much did you personally, as the father of this household, pay for the fucking thing? That's what I was thinking. And it's not like he doesn't know what it is because he was a trained martial artist up until... Right, he like, was a trained martial artist. Okay. He would have had to have been involved in the purchase. He probably commissioned the bitch. <laughs> like- yeah, but like, have you ever seen a dad's absolute unbridled rage? Sure. Have you ever seen your dad break something expensive? Yes. Yes. There you go. It's kids. They, they, they make you do insane shit. Yeah, it's unrealistic to us because when we go to throw that controller, we're always like, oh, fuck, it's, it's 45 bucks. Nothing I, in our life is that bad. But I, that guy's I, got I, a fucking kid. That's, 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 that's <laughs> like, fair. It's, nothing matters. I understand that I'm only costing myself money, but the only possible alternative is I do this You're to you, yourself. and that means I go to jail. Well, anyways, it turns out Jason's a prodigy, and after training, he can save his father from multiple attackers at once. Because, you know, a week with Bruce Lee's ghost, and you can fight four grown men. Yeah. I would love to challenge that and have Jason DD me out to a bar downtown. (laughs) And then I'll run into a bunch of my friend's exes. All right, Jason. Jason's new fighting prowess resolves all the tension between him and his father, and they attend a kickboxing contest together. Which, on the surface, it appears to be a contest of martial skill, but actually, it turns out the mob and the owner of the dojo from, you know, the mob from the beginning of the film, they put... Uh Yeah, they got a bet on this, and they put the dojo on the line. See? What? Cooled on the windowsill. Who's ready for a (laughs) slice of cake? I'm really filled up on the the whole problem with Jason and his dad's relationship pie is because Jason was bad at karate. Yeah. I'm full on that, so I'll I'll skip a piece of the mob, if you would. The mob calls a last-minute audible, replacing all of their fighters with Jean-Claude the Russian Van Damme. Yes! Yeah, so all yes. they have to do is beat Van Damme, and you know what? What could go wrong? After destroying the first two competitors, Van Damme gives a bit of a show with the third. They begin to ignore the rules and fight all out as Van Damme is pummeling into submission. Jason jumps in to avenge his father, save the dojo, and I guess complete his training? A bit of a show. That's one way to describe Van Damme taking a chair to the referee. <laughs> oh, I was going to say treating that guy like saltwater taffy. <laughs> like mixing them all up in the strings. I loved it. We almost should have watched this in between 
Uh, we almost should have watched this in the first week because it would have been a perfect transition from WrestleMania. I genuinely, I was a little confused. Like, this almost works for a WrestleMania month. Like, Van Damme was treating that ring like it was a Waffle House. It was not good. Jason and Van Damme go at each other, and the crowd goes wild. It's a hell of a spectacle. Finally, Jason knocks Van Damme out because of his Bruce Lee ghost skills, and everyone celebrates him as a hero, and the movie immediately ends. Thank you. It is you. like 17 seconds after the film, after the fight ends. Credits are rolling. He's like, wow, Jason, you really knocked that guy out. Sure did, Pa. And then we're done. We could have done that 48 minutes ago, actually. <laughs> hey, you know what? Appreciate the 1985-ness of it. Because if it was 2015, there would have been another 20 minutes of runtime to like give you more of and the then romantic an after arc. credit scene. Right? Yeah, fair. And I would have been angry. No, they they Rocky fourth this. Fight's over, he won, go home. You know what was great about No Retreat, No Surrender? We no. brought back one of the most <laughs> pristine things. <clears throat> one of the most wonderful aspects of Van Damuary. And that was Jean-Claude Van Damme dropping some sweet splits. Yes. He's oh in the boxing God. ring and he jumps up and lands on the middle fucking ropes in the splits and catches them and then pops off and it looks awesome. Three things I love in the same room. Van Damme splits and rope. What, what, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I did not go back to check before we started recording this, but like I said, this is 1985. This is pre-blood sport. Van Damme yeah. is a virtual unknown who has like three credits to his name at this point, one of which is a music video. Is this the first Van Damme splits that have been seen on screen? Are these the seminal splits? I don't know, actually. That's a really interesting question. I'm pretty sure it is. Damn, Dave, I think you're right. I think this is the first recorded instance of Van Damme doing the splits on film. What a historic moment. Yeah. So, like, y'all want to get mad at me because, like, oh, Van Damme's barely in this. I brought legitimate cinematic history the first time in cinema that Van Damme did the splits. We checked. This is the first time Van Damme did the splits in a goddamn movie. Yeah, so all you're like, oh, Van Damme's barely in this? You're welcome, because I went back to the source. Fair. Okay, Dave, calm the fuck down. You're drunk on your own power. That's <laughs> true. I mean, we were bound to get here eventually. Man, imagine if they released that he did a porno like Stallone. <laughs> You're just we're all imagining agreeing that we're that. watching it, right? <laughs> like we're all gonna watch it, not together. Is that shitty cinema? I'm gonna Probably, find out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a fresh maker moment? We, we we sort of dropped the ball on discussing fresh maker moments this month. We caught up to um, it last week, but did you have a fresh maker yeah. moment? Yeah. Yeah. I would say my fresh maker moment and Again, it's difficult because, you know, he's briefly in this. But I'm going to say when his first call to action, when his co-worker gets thrown away by the weird <laughs> bird-boned gym owner and he uses his fallen comrade to run parkour off of his back and then just start beating the shit out of this guy <laughs> and then kicking his leg crooked. 
that for me, love it. Love it. Men That's the lady that. And then pause and he like steps up and then like midair they pause. Freshness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like we maybe dropped the ball on the Mentos Freshmaker moments this time around on Van Damuary because our movies haven't had as obvious of a moment for them. So Fair. And, Fair. and this this week definitely feels like we might be stretching a bit. So I'm just gonna do that and vote uh the the final fight sequence when he starts beating the shit out of like the referee and the ring girl <laughs> and like everyone around him and just make it a really dark Mentos commercial. <laughs> when he's got that bolo young energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, felt yeah. like that's what <laughs> BJ Penn wanted to do that one time. He almost tried to fight the whole crowd after his fight because it didn't take long enough for him. After Matt Hughes? That Matt was Matt Hughes. Hughes 3. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where I was just like, oh, 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 that should have taken longer. Nobody's safe. Yeah, at the end of this movie, they realized they just wanted to go all out. Like, I think they, were, they realized, like, oh, shit, we have – Van Damme and nobody knows he's Van Damme yet. Fuck the script. Let's do this. <laughs> and the fight scene goes very far off the rails. He beats the shit out of the ref. We got guys tapping in. It's it's a WWE event. It really, man, this really would have been a good transition material from WrestleMania month. It really, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I absolutely fucking loved it. The fight scene at the end of this movie oh, yeah. was oh, yeah. goddamn yes. amazing. You know what this movie felt like to me? Um, a couple months ago, we watched uh, A Karate Christmas Miracle. Yeah. I feel yeah. like <laughs> if that kid had stuck with it instead of making a wrestling oh. Christmas miracle a year later, he would have been yeah. making this movie like nine <laughs> years on. When he was 22 playing a 17-year-old? Yes. Okay. Because that's what this – this is just – a movie about a bunch of people who fucking love the shit out of karate <laughs> bolting a plot around it. So when, when we were getting to the end, I told Casey, I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. You're going to want to pay attention because I didn't remember. I knew that I'd seen uh no retreat, no surrender. I didn't remember a ton of it. There was a lot of gaps in my memory, but the a ending lot. was very, very clear. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, man. this is, this is what I remember of the movie and nothing else. So if it makes yes. you feel any better, in about 20 years, Dave, the only thing you're going to remember is the end of No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, shit. Thank and then you God. can just find it on YouTube. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. This movie was free on YouTube. Yeah. And Jay yeah. was so delighted for me to notice who posted the video. Yeah. Shout out to the lone wolf cuck who uh, got the us a copy of No Retreat, No Surrender on YouTube. Lone Wolf Greatest Cuck. screen I name <laughs> ever. I don't know if you're being serious or not, but either way, God bless you. Good on you. Good on you're you. Right. I don't. Okay. I'll go see what else he's pirated and put up on YouTube. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm very glad to hear that. Twenty years from now, the only thing I'm going to remember of this is the fight scene over the last twenty minutes because that was great. It was awesome, and the the everything that preceded that was an infuriating nonstop mess of just gobbledygook. Before we run away from that, the second fighter that Van Damme fights in the the quote unquote tournament um, mm -hmm. is uh, Pete Sugarfoot Cunningham. He's an actual kickboxer and. The man in the film is one of the few people that, like, looks like they can stand up to Van Damme. He's fucking ripped. And 
uh, Van Damme in recording actually knocked him unconscious. Oh, damn. Twice. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you you can very, very clearly tell uh, that everybody involved uh, throughout that final tournament sequence is a trained martial artist. Like, it's very clear that they know what they're doing, that they understand how to fight. It's very clear that they are definitely uh, actual fighters and not necessarily screen fighters. The end is also the only part of the movie where Van Damme has any lines. He's utterly silent in the beginning of the film and for most of the the end he's silent until he talks and he really again channels that polo young energy yeah honestly i'd have been fine with him as the silent enforcer that i thought they were gonna go for on it like it (laughs) it worked for me it was good Again, like just me wanting things that the movie was totally not prepared for. I really wanted him to get upset and start screaming, I'm not Russian, you racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was no Russian accent there. No, not at all. Not at all. Or maybe he's just too polite and he doesn't want to correct him. And just like, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, uh. he heard my accent and assumed Bond villain, Russian. I love the idea that there is a mob that wants to consolidate all of the dojos and take them all over and have a monopoly on martial arts training. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Because, like, okay, this is 1985, so I am somewhere between six months old and negative six months old. (laughs) But fast forward a few years, I'm going to be in some dojos like this and a you got your work cut out for you because there's one every two blocks yeah right right yes yes half of them are in school cafeterias right and b uh i i i don't think there's mob level money in this guys (laughs) no 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 the mob isn't making money like taking their money they're going to hire everyone that trains there as mob enforcers. Oh. Yeah, it's like a farm. That was yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So they're farming them. Yeah, it's not like gotcha. they're like we're gonna be billionaires. No, it's just like hey, we're gonna start training all our thugs through you guys. That would have been a much better movie, like if they would have opened up with the same opening scene, but instead of then going on to tell us about Jason, we get like a flash cut, like. 10 years later when they've successfully taken over a ton and they have like this feeder system. Right. And then you've got somebody in the feeder system, like maybe Jason who had infiltrated it and wants to get revenge for his parents and fights his way up through the system, eventually taking on Van Damme. That would have been a way cooler fucking movie. Oh man. Or since his dad in this movie was so fucking weird about like karate is only to be used for defense, never (laughs) attack. Let's just go full on classic Kung Fu with it. And he can be like, a retired guy from the mob that like, yeah, I was supposed to train the next level of enforcers for him, but I escaped and now they caught up to me. And that's why I don't want you fighting son. Instead of just being weird about it until he's (laughs) strong enough to win every fight. And then I guess it's okay. Why did his dad even get into karate? Uh, no, no. You know what? That's another pie to sit on the windowsill. I don't want. Never mind. I'm gonna be a cat and push it off. Never mind. I so- I'm sorry. I asked. I mean, his dad is a really good martial artist as well, too. He fights yeah. Van Damme at the start of the film, and it's a re- okay. They're they're a little no, heavy no, he... on the undercranking. They definitely sped up the footage. But 
and they don't disguise it super well. But it's a good fight otherwise. When he does not fight Van Damme, Van Damme strikes him seven times. <laughs> I was using that as evidence against you when I was like, fucking Dave, I have a feeling he's barely in this movie. <laughs> she mentioned heist school about ten times. <laughs> it's like, this is a fucking heist school all over. I heist know it. School. <laughs> heist school heist is ruining school. my life right now. All right. As depicted, a fighter successfully lasting to the seventh strike with Van Damme is a fight in this movie's fair. universe. Fair. Yes. That's very fair. He whoops some fucking ass. Right. Most of the guys at the end of the movie last seven or less strikes, and I think Jason beats him in seven or less when he finally decides to tag in. So as much as I would love to just talk about the kung fu at the beginning and end of this movie for, you know, several hours, unfortunately there's like an hour in between those moments. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Where the movie thinks we care about several other plot lines. Yeah. Okay, it yeah, really think thinks that. we care to see like several montages of Jason training and his like progress on how he's doing push-ups. It reminded me of a more pathetic version of a karate Christmas miracle where yeah. I'm like, "Okay, we get it." Honestly, You're his training fit. montage is arguably the best part of the middle of the movie. And that's, that's not really good... specific. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is though because like at least there's something furthering and advancing going on and we know what's happening because the rest is a train wreck of introducing a ton of plot ideas that just don't make any fucking sense. I mean, Dave, you were ranting about this when we were talking about earlier about how oh, the, there's the so beginning goddamn of the film much going on in this movie. Right. I right. hate it so goddamn much. At least in the montages, it's focused and we know what's happening. He's getting better at Kung Fu. I'm just curious. No particular order, just as they come to you. What other plot lines come up in this movie? Uh, There's the The romance. The Jason jealousy scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jason hits women and nothing happens because of it. Uh, Not really a plot line there, but Her brother's a fucking coward. Um. There's the Jason fitting into the Seattle dojo scene, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. we assume afterwards they're going to respect him. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's the local bully having the local bully has a beef with his best friend. Yep, yep. RJ and the fat kid, they don't like each other. Okay, any other plot lines? That his dad doesn't love him unless he's winning. Oh, yeah. yeah dad doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got plot lines with the unresolved relationships with the dad. Hey, you know what you guys haven't brought up yet? Him I'm training in karate with the ghost of Bruce <laughs> Lee. <laughs> I oh, know. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's so boring. <laughs> I just. Really how did bad. that manage to be the lead they buried in this movie? <laughs> because they do it so badly, yeah. you forget. It really And it should be is. the star of the show. Dude, I have so many questions about it. Like, it's 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 awe-inspiring in the sense that my mouth was agape because I didn't know how to process it. Because, like, okay, one of the weird decisions that they made is that they had the uh actor playing Bruce Lee speaking in, in Cantonese, I believe, and Jason speaking in English, and neither of them knowing what the other one was saying. And oh, the old dub, Don Fry. Yeah, and then they dub <laughs> in uh, the the English dub over it, 
for us watching it. So it's it's off like an old kung fu movie. I guess maybe that's what they're going. I don't know. I don't understand. Was that on purpose then? Yeah. Yeah, that was intentional. I didn't look. I didn't realize because I was trying to look at my phone because at this point in the movie, I was so checked out because <laughs> I was like feeling hopeless. I'm like, he's never going to be back in the movie, Casey. <laughs> you see him in the little white tuxedo and then never again. Yeah, I've mentioned heist school six times and I've counted <laughs> the minutes. <laughs> yeah, It's just. It's really jarring because it first, uh, because it's first depicted, Jason's just a, a, like a super big Bruce Lee weeaboo and whatever, fine. I've seen this plot line before. Right. Uh, and then it's he the moves karate to, kid. Yeah. And then he moves to Seattle and he meets this local kid, RJ, and he's like, hey, I heard Bruce Lee's buried near here. Can you take me to his grave? And instead of saying, dude, that's a weird thing to, instead of saying, dude, that's a weird thing to request. RJ's like, yeah, totally. We all know where Bruce Lee's grave is and takes him there. <laughs> and it's the 80s, Dave. Yeah. They literally had nothing better to do. Balls. Fair. Balls existed. And it's it's more a statement about the 80s than it is a statement about the movie. But I had to go double check that they hadn't filmed at Bruce Lee's actual grave. They didn't. Thank God. I actually assumed they did. And so I'm. Really, I did, too. I'm really <laughs> grateful to know that they were not on site for that. I assumed it was his actual grave. And I was going through a whole thing over here on my couch going, wait a minute. I've that seen his actual respect. funeral. I've seen his actual grave and the film where his son dies. This is far too intimate of a relationship. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to have a character playing Bruce Lee post-mortem in a movie, the bar is so, so low. You guys like the, I, there's another movie where they taped a picture of Bruce Lee's face to a mirror and then had the actor stand roughly in front of it. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's early what? CGI, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We are pioneers. Yeah, that's the, that's the same movie where they said that Bruce Lee faked his death to be a secret agent, and they used footage of his actual real-world funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... So, okay. Now, did I was like, when did you see his actual funeral? Yeah. Good to know. Yes. Wow. The bar, the bar's not on the floor. We have been excavating <laughs> a hole deep enough for the, to bar, the bar to be placed in. <laughs> that's, oh, that's very gross. It's yeah. So mad. Yeah. That's yeah, very is. gross. Yeah. No, I, whatever dollar figure the lee family has made off of their collective films i hope it comes back to them 10 times over because there has between the obvious exploitations and the just weird coincidental exploitations so thanks for ruining the vibe dave good job (laughs) (laughs) made everybody sad on this our Lord's Vandamuary, David. How dare you on our Lord's Vandamuary? It's a karate movie. I'm going to bring up the human rights abuses involved in the <laughs> kung fu. Oh, you know what I haven't said out loud in at least like two weeks? Jackie Chan threw a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I just love to remind people that. Right. I... I grew up in love with kung fu movies, and then I found out that everyone who makes them is a monster. Bad man. They're all bad men. Here's a question, though. 
If you're going to have anyone throw a baby, do you trust anyone more than That's true. Right? Like, if Hell, anyone's going to throw a baby. It's not the throwing. It's the catching. And I believe in them hands. <laughs> Did you see Armor of God when he was popping them Tic Tacs into his right, mouth? Come right, on. Right, right. Can one of you explain the point of the scene where Jason's dad is bartending and there's an obviously just prick that treats him like shit? Yeah, drunk dudes. Yeah. Ever yeah. seen them? Okay, good. They just, I was dicks. worried. There, there's some local bullies that just start picking on his dad, and I was worried. Like that adult they were, bullies. Yeah, yeah. Adult bullies. Like grown-ass 48-year-old men <laughs> smoking cigarettes at a pool table bullies. Yeah. Bullies. And I was worried that they were somehow related to one of our several other plot lines, and I had just missed them. Not to my knowledge. So okay. my, my, my initial impression was that was going to be the fat kid's dad. But then I remember we saw yeah. the fat kid's dad earlier, and he didn't look anything like that. Yeah, no, he's some he's some cleaver looking motherfucker. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the only point of the the sequence of them in the bar is to set up a scene where Jason can show off his badass ghost training skills and beat up four grown men. So they can jump him in the parking lot afterwards for throwing him out. Yeah, yeah. We had to set up the scene where he uh, he first the dad shows off. His karate chops, kicking a dude out of the bar. Then they come back later to beat up the dad, 4v1, and then Jason beats up all four of them. Honestly, as far as, like, karate tit-for-tats go, it's pretty solid. Okay, I guess. I didn't, I wasn't crazy about it, but I, I see where you're coming from. All right, again, some guilty of some of the same kung fu crimes as before. Again, we're under-cranking and then speeding up the footage. Um, and real bad. It's it's some Looney Tune shit. But overall, eh, you know, again, they got guys who clearly know how to fight. The dialogue is so, so bad. It's so very bad. Oh, God. But it's it's 80s bad, so it washes off like water on a duck. Who cares? Yeah, I have a hard time. Nothing really stuck in my mind because it was bad, but not like. Not notably bad. Just I like, did yeah, not I write this. down a single quote from this no, movie. Me either. Nothing about the dialogue matters at all or is memorable in any way. We just watched this and I remember nothing. <laughs> I remember the first three minutes. And I remember from an hour 21 on, but I barely remember the the middle of this movie, the meat of this movie. No, the only dialogue in this film that is in any way, at least in terms of like the delivery that is in any way memorable to me, is the fat <gasps> bully character who delivers is the fat bully character who delivers every line like he's fucking the claw <laughs> on an episode of Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. is really yeah. working. Hamming it up. He's Hamming okay. it up. My line that I will remember forever is after Van Damme breaks the bird bone man's leg and his son runs to him and like Van Damme's walking out. He's like, Dad. And then they just reuse that exact same cl- same sound clip of him saying dad again. It, but it's like in this weird pitch. So he's like, Dad, Dad. It's, I don't know. It's really upsetting. You should I didn't notice it. that it was reused. Oh, I did the first time. And then I went back to just like watch a couple scenes and we're just like, Yeah, yeah, confirmed. I hate it. Thanks. 
give all right given how little van damme there is in this movie we still managed to make a, a pretty solid meal out of it but we need to get down to the question that we do every week and casey i'm gonna kick it off with you I'm not asking for Van Damuary. I'm asking for shitty cinema from 1985. No retreat, no surrender. Would you watch it again? That's really a specific question, Dave. And I don't know if that's a different question than I'm prepared to answer. <laughs> it's true. Van Damme is not in this very much. When he is, he he's incredible he's perfect he does the splits i can't imagine if that was the first time i like if i could time travel back to 1985 and experience that my head would probably explode off of my shoulders um for shitty cinema yes i would Ooh, watch it again what? for van damuary there's so much more van dam i i appreciate more that i get to see him more but if I'm looking at this from a shitty cinema angle, yeah, I would Ooh, watch this again. Look at that. Look at that. A bit begrudgingly, I really love The Best Friend. I thought he was a fantastic, like, we're in a kid's movie. Um, kind of kept it a little more centered. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like this is more of a kid's or, like, a, a tween movie. But, yeah, I guess I would. Jay, how about you? No retreat. No surrender. Would you watch it again? It had been a very long time since I, I watched No Retreat, No Surrender. And it was funny because the only thing I, I really remembered was the last 20 minutes of the film. So uh, it was interesting to go back and watch it and realize why I only remembered the last 20 minutes of the film. But I wasn't – I was excited to come back and watch it because I had remembered that and it was great. And experiencing it again was just fun. The The choreography is amazing. The fighting is fantastic. I love Van Damme as the villain in it. I mean, we've talked a ton of times about how we love villainous Van Damme. And it was some slap in villainous Van Damme. So I had fun. And even the, the crazy shit in the middle, it's kind of an interesting train wreck to watch every once in a while. I wouldn't watch it like every month. Maybe not even every year. But yeah, I'm going to watch No Retreat, No Surrender again. Dave, what about you? You brought this. No retreat, no surrender. Would you watch it again? Man, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, it is not at all a surprise that this is a particular genre that I'm a bit of a fucking sucker for. I goddamn love kung fu movies. I love goddamn love 80s action movies. And this movie is a test of everything good and everything goddamn bad about those genres. The first hour of this is so many terrible 80s teen <laughs> plots. It's just so much, and I hate it, and I don't care about it at fucking all. But the last 20, 30 minutes of this is a really, really goddamn good karate tournament kung fu film and a fantastic example of a particular era of fighters making movies rather than movies about fights that I really fucking love. Yeah. So yeah, I am absolutely going to watch no retreat, no yeah. surrender again. As much as that first hour is going to be a pain for me, it'll be worth it for the last half. So three out of three of us have voted. Yes. We are going to watch no retreat, no surrender again. 
But listener at home, what do you think? It's free on YouTube. It's absolutely worth at least one Definitely view. watch it. The Lone right. Wolf Cuck, baby. <laughs> right. Watch it. Give the Lone Wolf Cuck did not commit piracy for you not to watch it at least once. But would you watch yeah. it again? Well, we have one week left in Vandamuary. Jay, what are we going to be watching next week? There is a peak period of time in Van Damme's career that crosses over with another peak period in time of a group that made a lot of films that we've watched at Shitty Cinema. And I can't think of a better way to complete this Van Damuary than to go back to a classic canon film and watch Death Warrant from 1990, where Van Damme Ooh. goes to prison and does some badass fighting. I've never seen this movie. I'm uh, so what? excited what? to see him oh God, in a I'm little shocked. prison outfit. Oh. <laughs> I love his little costumes. You know that. Let us know what you think. Follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook at SH.TTYCinema. Spend a little cash if you want on Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Get beat up by a guy in spats. And move to Seattle about it. Huh?